Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It's your girl, Jessica. And as always, I am joined by my favorite person on the planet, especially in this moment. And I don't know why. I just love her to death. Tara. Aww. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We adorable. We know it. We're also very, I don't know, just like in a good space right now. So (laughs) this should be a really fun episode. Hell yeah. This week, we are coming at you with five of the spookiest, well, not so spookiest, but five brilliant witch bitches who, you know, didn't do so hot in the Salem witch trials. They didn't make it. They did not. We're really sorry. We're spoiling it up front. (laughs) (laughs) Here's our episode, guys. Our bad. (laughs) Anyway, we're profesh. Right. Super (laughs) profesh. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Salem Witch Trials. And but of course, before we do that, we're going to talk about business, you know, the huge. And then we are going to talk about the drink because I have a fun one for you this week. And then we'll get right in. As always, check us out on social media. There is a wonderful link in the show notes for a link tree and it takes you to everything including our merch store which i got my sweatshirt in real time this week it's the first week of april and um i wore it to work today and a lady came up to me in the bathroom and was like oh my god i love your sweater where did you get it i was like well it's my podcast and then she looked at me she's like oh my god you're on your shirt (laughs) i was like i am it's so weird It's, (laughs) it's so meta i love it (laughs) <laughs> here's my link go back <laughs> you too can have this so make sure you check it out we're adding new stuff if you guys love our editing quality that we have and i'm throwing tara's editing company up she just know this she's just like looking at me like i'm a psychopath but if you want to love and support on tara as well for her ventures and journey through this world go buy her merch too because you know we love tara oh thanks yeah i had yeah. no fucking clue <laughs> Right. And a big, big thank you to Mackenzie who mm-hmm. drew it. And oh my God, like if you guys don't know, I'll make sure that Tara puts it in the link to her social in the description because she is fantastic. And I can safely say this because my mother-in-law doesn't wa- listen to my mm-hmm. podcast because I curse. That and I don't think my mother-in-law knows how to get onto a podcast. So, <laughs> you know, we're not, we haven't quite opened her world up to that yet. Uh, that's all right. Like, she just got an <laughs> iPhone like two years ago, people. So <laughs> like she had a flip phone first. Oh, and then- okay. We were like, I couldn't deal with the text messaging anymore because it would take like seven years for her to respond. So like, get a fucking iPhone. Or a phone. <laughs> right. Get something. <laughs> get something you can type on quickly. <laughs> um, anyway, we're doing a cute Mother's Day present where we're getting like my husband and I and our dog drawn and then his brother and sister in law and their baby and then the two like my husband's parents. And then we're going to have it. The background is the cabin mm-hmm. that his dad is currently building for our family and we're gonna give it to her for mother's day oh that's so sweet yeah i got one done of matt and i and it turned out super super cute it is yeah i like it that's what inspired it actually because your background mm-hmm. i was like oh, i love it <laughs> I, I, I want to be i okay like and i don't know if courtney listens to this and if you do hi courtney love you I just, uh, she knows me. I have to be extra all the time. So I'm always like, how do I do this? And so I'll probably do something for them as well because this is her first official Mother's Day. Oh, that's so cute. Little baby was born four days before my wedding. <laughs> so he's our little nugget. Super cute. So he's adorable. I love him. Anyway, <laughs> back to our podcast. I know it, at this point they know Tara. They just know. They're like, I know. Jessica going to ramble at some point. <laughs> 
So it is still the month of April. It is almost over, and we're about to scoot over to Jessica's birthday month. It was just Tara's birthday. Yay. Yay. Tara's birthday. Yay. Last Thursday. And your time, not our time. Yeah, on the 25th. April 25th. That's my birthday. Just fun fact. It's over now. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. So we are running the little sticker giveaway shenanigans. So if you leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or if you're Android, you can leave it on our Facebook like page. Send us a screenshot and give us your address because in real time, we've already gotten like almost 10 new reviews and only one person's given us their address. So we don't know who you are, so send us your address if you want your sticker. And if you did it earlier this month and you're hearing this now, you're like, oh shit, that was me. Just message us. Totally fine. Not a big deal. Please slide far into those DMs and let us yes. know what mm-hmm. your address is. We promise we won't show up. <laughs> I mean, and if we do, we bring booze, so it's fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of booze, what are you drinking tonight? I went with sweet because I still had extra from when we went to the cabin a few weeks ago. Ooh. And, well, a few weeks ago in their time. Yeah, it's like just a few days ago <laughs> in our time. Last weekend. <laughs> right. I'm drinking a white Zinfandel from the little multi mini wine bottles from Barefoot. Oh, those are so cute. Right. I love them. They're, like, perfect because, like, if mm-hmm. not everyone in your household drinks wine, you don't have to purchase, like, a mm-hmm. giant bottle and then feel like an alcoholic when you drink the entire bottle. Right. Yeah, it's just me who drinks, so here I go. Perfect. <laughs> Again, it is only I who drink in my house, but then I have, like, a full bar because nah. I love my sister, so I make them drinks. There you go. So, yeah. What did you pick for this week? This week, I picked, because we're talking about the Salem Witch Trials. It is a mm-hmm. Halloween cocktail, but it's called mm. Witch's Brew, and it is purple. Ooh. Also, it is only 124 calories. What? Awesome. Yeah, it takes about five minutes to make. All right, tell us about it. Let's hear it. So, it has a, as you can, as Tara can see, it has a purple rim of sugar around, oh, she probably didn't know it was sugar, around the top. So to make the sugar rim, you want fresh lime, you want two or three drops of purple food coloring, depending on what color purple you want. And then obviously you need sugar. And the cocktail itself is, so this made a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a half a cup of vodka. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, no, this is a party drink. So I like made it and was like, okay, going back into the refrigerator. <laughs> a half a cup of vodka, uh, one third cups of lim- lime juice. I don't know why I keep going to say lemon. Lime juice and one fourth cup of raspberry liqueur. Ooh. So, and then there is obviously there is instructions and it's super yummy. And um, I think it'd be, it's great. Like anytime you have something over, like if you want to do like mm-hmm. themed drink and you want to do some purple shots or some purple drinks, this is cute. I put mine on ice because I like cold shit. Same. I always get really sad when people are like, I don't put the ice in. I'm like, why? I don't want no room temp cocktail. No, thank you. Right. And here's the weird fucked up thing about me. And you guys are going to be like, ew, sick. <laughs> I can drink like room temperature soda. Ew. Right? Like it's weird. <laughs> like there was a time in my life where I did not like cold soda. Hmm. It wasn't a very long time. But it happened. It happened. All right. I like look back on that with regret. But <laughs> I mean, like if I am thirsty enough and that is all that is around, I can drink a room temperature soda. Well, all right then. Tara's looking at me like, you're a fucking freak. We're not <laughs> friends anymore. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Podcast is over now, guys. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and this is how we broke up. <laughs> Jessica drinks room temperature soda. <laughs> be careful. This is a strong drink. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm so pumped. All right. I'm excited. Yes. Do you kind of want to give our listeners a little bit of a background on the witch trials before I start in since I have the first accused witch? Yes. Okay. So Salem witch trials obviously happened in Salem, Massachusetts. Fun fact. Did you know at the time there was like a Salem town and then like a Salem village? No, I didn't. So they were two different places. They're about five miles apart. So I'm assuming that Salem Town was like the township proper. And then the Salem Village was just like the little village, like five miles away. Mm -hmm. It is now Danvers. I don't know. You kind of like you're back there for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. 
So it began in February of 1692. Now, okay, I have very strong opinions on these little bitches who, like, told on these witches. Mm, I do, too. One, I think they were fucking fakers. Mm -hmm. So this is what happened. In February of 1692, obviously in colonial Massachusetts, women and some men were being accused of being witches. These two young girls accused or started having these like fits and like essentially they were like convulsing and they kept saying that like they were hallucinating. So there's been a couple of different things and I'll go into those in a minute. But essentially what because this is the 1600s, the 17th -hmm. century at this point in time at the this is the end of like the witch trials in Europe. Everyone's like, she's a witch. Because, like, let's be honest, like, they're, like, you know, they didn't have the wherewithal to be like, (laughs) oh, maybe they're eating poisonous barley or, you know, maybe they're just fucking doing it to be a little bitches. Like, that's my opinion. Because (laughs) at the time, like, children were not revered as, like, how we look at our kids. Like, the way that you look at your daughter, you're not like, I love my daughter. I want her to be with me all the time. I want to, like, have this, like, sweet relationship. They were like okay, we need to have as many kids as we can so that they go out and, you know, like, work for us. Right. So, like, I was watching a documentary. It was actually the the one that was on the History Channel. And they were like, a lot of these girls could have been faking to get the attention mm-hmm. of their parentals in a way that, one, they didn't have to go work because how could you work if you're having seizures and flapping around on the floor and all this other shit? Right. So, you know, there's that. So the two girls that in February of 1692 that said this was nine-year-old Betty Paris and then 11-year-old Abigail Williams. So they're like pretty young. And they make this claim to Samuel Paris or Reverend Samuel Paris, who is obviously Betty's father. So that's when this happens. And then they're like, who did this? Who did this? The first thing they do is they say it's, and I'm going to say it wrong, it's I think it's Tibetha or something along those lines. And essentially, they accuse her. And the way that the court system worked back then, it wasn't like, hey, like you did this and there's no evidence. Like today, like if this, if they had gone to trial, they'd be like, okay, prove it. And they're like, well, we have no proof. It's these two little kids' words. And they're like, mm, just kidding. Little kids lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she then, as a slave, was said to maybe thought like, well, if I say, okay, I've seen other witches. Mm-hmm. So then she starts blaming other people. Mm. Hmm. She starts naming some other people like, oh, no, it's this person. It's this person. It's that person. So they start rounding them up and they would just like anytime you would accuse someone of something like, oh, they're a witch. They would like put them in jail. Oh, OK. Right. It's not good. And there was this one prominent family and they were kind of the family that like everyone in town had beef with like. Apparently, at this time, everyone just fucking sued everyone. Of course. Right. Like, they were like, they scorned me. I would like money. That's pretty much much what was happening. Like, this one guy, um, like, Gil's Corey, he owed them money. and, And then he couldn't pay them back because, like, he was the minister of the town. And then he couldn't pay people back because they were unhappy with him and how they they would hold his wages. So then he couldn't pay this debt back so that they brought this family, brought him before um, Mm. a trial. But they were like, well, he has no money. He can't pay you back. And he's like, if you guys would pay me, I would gladly pay you. And so they got him. They got embarrassed. Okay. Ego got hurt. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So what they started doing is they just started accusing anyone they had issues with. Mm -hmm. Like those bitches did it. Those are witches. Of course. Over 200 people were accused. Wow. 20 were found guilty. 19 of them were hung. And Gil's Corey, who I just mentioned, was crushed to death. Yes. And not one motherfucker was burned at the stake. It's crazy. Because that's how they did it in Europe. Right. But we, like, when we think of Salem witch trials. That's what you think of. You think of being burned at the stake right and that's not what happened at all it's said that this was considered um later like when they looked back on this it was considered that the area was swept up in a mass hysteria yeah i can see that 
I think like they didn't have TV. This was TV for them. Yeah. Like, yeah, this was their entertainment. Right. And the whole time we were researching this, all I could hear was like Monty Python in the back of my head. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> I know. It's funny. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go watch the Holy. What is it? The search. For... Oh, shit. No. Holy Grail. Monty Python and the search for Holy Grail. Sure. Yes. I think that's what it is. It's really good. <laughs> I just see Monty Python and I'm like that. <laughs> like I can see the poster and everything, you know? <laughs> a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think for me, like when I was like learning more about the Salem witch mm-hmm. trial, I always thought it was like they found these women and they were like chanting and all this other shit. And it was just like these young girls. And then it became adults who were doing these like being possessed. And when they would be in court, they would be like her specter, which is basically what they were saying is that the devil, they signed the book. So kind of like how um, kind of like Sabrina mm-hmm, that they yes. signed the devil's book in court be like flailing around on the ground and being like her specter is chasing us the devil is using her to you know and then these women they'd be like tell us why you're doing this or tell us tell us what what the devil is doing and like i don't know one of the weird things was they would say that they could tell it was a witch because they could see like one of the visions that their hallucinations they'd see is this woman and a yellow bird would be sucking on her finger mm-hmm what a weird fucking thing to say. Right? So random. <laughs> like, in my... T- like, I'm sitting here going, I don't get it. Like, if I saw that as a hallucinate, I would be like, okay, I'm really bad tripping. <laughs> right? Something's wrong like, with me. <laughs> I need to stop right now. <laughs> and so... One of the theories is that the hallucinations and all these, like, things that were happening was from this, like, fungus that grew up in the barley. Right. And that it was... It had known, but... They kind of later said that it wasn't because of the fact that if they had, if it had been that, someone would have died. Yeah, I remember reading that, too. I watched the uh, History Channel thing for a little bit, but the one I watched, I don't know if it's the same one as you did. It's, like, from the 90s, and it was cheesy as shit, so I, like... Mm -hmm. Did they have, like, a random Bose headphone ad in it? I don't know. I don't remember. Mine did. It was, like, someone had (laughs) taped it, right? Like, but tried to cut out the commercials, but then it would be, like... Nope, that's that's the end of that commercial. Okay. <laughs> but like one of the things is that this fungus is what LSD is derived from. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Having some trips over there. Gotcha. Right. I mean, it's totally possible that they didn't get it in large enough doses that would actually kill them. Mm-hmm. And they would have them like weeks apart. The other thing that I thought was really interesting is that they said that a lot of times these only happen when people came around. So like the girls would be totally mm-hmm. normal and then like. You know, Reverend Davis or Paris or whatever his fuck name is, is coming to see them. And then suddenly he's in the house and these girls are having these fits mm. again. And that's where I kind of think that it's like, no. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. <laughs> like, I think this was something that, like, got out of control. Right. But think about the positive reinforcement these girls are getting. Mm-hmm. Because they're not only the center of attention, but... They're being held in esteem because they're catching the bad thing. Mm-hmm. And thing I think is really interesting is that kind of like the governor or the mayor or the whatever, his royal whatever face, mm-hmm. who was there, he didn't actually yeah. give a flying fuck about this. So this is all happening. Like, all of this is happening. It happened from, like I said, February of 1692 all the way to May of 1693. And he doesn't do anything until someone accuses his wife. Of course. And then he shut that fuck down. He was like, Mm-mm, you will. Mm-hmm. This, this is done. So to me, that's I'm like, wait a second. So you didn't care until your wife got pointed out. Until it was affecting him, which, right. you know, I'm not surprised. It was more about being entertained than being right. And I mean, these people lived in complete and horrible conditions. Mm-hmm. Another really fun thing is if once you were put into the prison... The fucking local sheriff, who, mind you, is like the magister's nephew, would just go to your house and steal your shit. Awesome. (laughs) And because you're in prison, and especially like if they hung your ass, or like the one family of the guy who gets crushed, they also hung his wife. They just took their land. Great. And then when you're in prison, you had to pay. You had to pay? You had to pay rent to be arrested? (laughs) Right. So like to get good, like if you didn't have money, they would just give you bread and water. Oh, my God. But if you wanted, like, 
actual food, you had to pay for it. And on top of that, if you wanted like clean straw mm-hmm. for your like your bedding and shit, you had to um pay for that as well. Oh my god. And so like this was a year where people were fucking making money because if you were a woman and you were caught, your husband on the outside is probably making deals and selling shit and paying so that you're not sleeping on the ground and it was kind of like how we talked about at Yuma. They are all in there and then they have a bucket. They have one bucket per sale and it was overcrowded. Jesus, that sucks. And and think about it, this is a bunch of women. Right. Like childbearing years women in <laughs> locked up in a cell for like a year. Like that had to get really mm. gross really quick. Yeah. And especially we all know and men are like going to be like la 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 like those witches synced up. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking that whole time. I'm like. Bleh. Right. And then there is this one really sad. I mean, it was all really sad because people died. But like this one family, this one mother was arrested. No one could watch. No one would watch her child because she's a witch. I think she was a widow. So her daughter lived in prison oh. with her. Oh, that's so sad. And the daughter went crazy. Of course. Like. Yeah. It was dark and damp, and like they said, in the wintertime, it froze, and in the summertime, it baked. Oh, no. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't good conditions, so. Mm -mm. But now I think we'll move on and talk about our five who are our people. Our quote-unquote witches, yes. Are not witches, but are, you know. They were convicted as such, yes. Okay, so I have the very first person who was executed during this fucking hysteria witch trial era. Fucking shenanigans. Fucking ridiculous. And her name is Bridget Bishop. There's tons of stuff on her, so I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've looked into this, you're probably familiar with her. You're actually probably familiar with like almost all these people we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Now, honestly, and I'm sure you probably agree with in Bridget's case, when I was like doing research and watching little documentaries and stuff like that, she wasn't a fucking witch. Mm -mm. Not so whatsoever. She honestly, in my opinion, is just got convicted because she lived differently than all these other dumb bitches in her area. Yeah. She was a open thinker. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little background on Bridget because I feel like it kind of helps lead into the way with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to say for my people, I'll know this is the same for you. Their year of birth is just very kind of estimated. Yes. For the most part. Yes. So we don't have exact dates. So if you've read a different, don't freak out on us, please. <laughs> Love us. Okay, so Bridget was born in England around 1632, and she was actually married three times in her life. The first one was before she moved to Salem, and that guy's name was Samuel Wasselby. I'm going to go with that. We can drink anyway. Wasselby. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not even going to mm. attempt to accent. No, thank you. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> but nothing crazy with her happened before he died. But basically, it's noted that his death is what kind of pushed her to go ahead and just make the jump to move over to America. Now, her second husband is where shit starts to happen. Mm. So she moved on to marry Thomas Oliver in 1666. Oh, I know a Thomas Oliver. <laughs> Perfect. and honestly this guy the whole thing was just shady with this dude so it was noted that the couple were always fighting and arguing in public Mm -hmm. and they were actually convicted and gagged for about an hour with their convictions written on a piece of paper that was like stuck to their forehead somehow you know they don't have tape so i don't know what they use but honey oh honey there we go sure i don't know i made that up yeah we'll go with that Basically, the paper was, you know, stuck to their head and it had like written all their stuff on there, like their accusations and crap. So basically, Bridget was accused of calling her husband profane names on the Sabbath. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes. Called him, a, called him a motherfucker on a Sunday? Apparently. Oh, wait. And there, or it could be Saturday night because that shit started early. Yes, this is true. It depends how they went. Mm-hmm. And it it was also suggested, like, for people looking back on the situation, he probably was abusive, actually, because she always had bruises and other, like, cuts, markings, and shit like that on her face. So, mm-hmm. really sad. He ended up dying in 1679, and this was the first time she was accused of being a witch. So, this is before the Salem trials. So, 
She got accused here. Wow. She's just like never going to escape that. No. So but for this one, um, Oliver had children and they were the ones who accused her. But basically it was because like when he died, he didn't have a will. So she inherited his estate and everything. So they were pissed. Oh, yes. So they were like, I got it. We'll just say she's a witch. Exactly. She's a witch. And there was no evidence or anything. So they threw it out of court. So she was fine. Makes sense. Yes. So later on, after that, she went on to marry Edward Bishop. So, you know, Bridget Bishop. And she did not fit in at all. So she was totally just no. So keep in mind, though, like the community they lived in is like super conservative. It was like a Puritan community. And of course, the time period. So, you know, everyone knew that she was married three times. There's strike one. They heard of her behavior with her late husband, husband number two. So let's strike two. Mm hmm. And now here's strike three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was her clothes. She wore what they described as risque clothing. Basically, it's it's not even anything that crazy, but fine, whatever. It was a black cape, a black hat and a red paragon bodice bordered and looped with different colors. So it was flashy. Oh, so she just extra and they just jealous. Exactly. Let the girl live. Shit. Yeah. go, Go get your own fucking flashy shit. Right? She's trying to have some style. I can't hate on her for that. Truth. Truth. And then also, this was really contradictory. And if anyone has like an expert on this shit, feel free to let me know. But so there was some research saying she may have owned one of the taverns. And then other ones were like, no, she just went there a lot. So, you know, like she's very like outspoken and things like that. And then if she's drinking and all that crap. So it's like doing everything women, quote unquote, shouldn't have done during this time. I just want to believe that she owned it. I'm with it. And you know what? If she was a tavern wench, she was supposed to be flashy. Exactly. Exactly. Just don't get it, people of Salem. I just don't understand. <laughs> so <laughs> like Jessica mentioned before, there was a band of bitches who were going around convicting people of being a witch. Mm. These women were Abigail Williams and Putnam Jr. Yeah, that's that yeah. family. That bitchy family. Yes. Mercy Lewis, Mary Walcott, and Elizabeth Hubbard. So they decided to hone in on Bridget on April 19th of 1692. And there's actually like a book about her trials and then a couple other ones by Cotton Mather. It's called The Wonders of the Invisible World. Right. All around douchebag. Yes. So in the douche's book, he (laughs) he recorded that several people testified against Bishop, stating that she would pinch, choke, or bite them. Okay. And the specter, or as he calls it, the shape. So that's what would attack them, like Jessica was talking about earlier. So this all ties in. Mm -hmm. It threatened to drown one person if she didn't write her name in a certain book, which we all know a book that is. The special book. Yes. And here we go with the fucking theatrics bullshit. So during her trial, anytime she would look at her supposed victims, they would immediately just like act like they got struck down. And then only thing that would make them stop acting like idiots is if she would touch them. Yeah, that was a big common theme is that they would be having these fits and they believe that if a witch touched them, it would stop it. And I'm like, you know what? No. Because if it was really a witch, it would make it worse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She'd be like, hex. I've watched Sabrina. <laughs> I've watched Vampire Diaries. I know witches are, they're mischievous. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was another woman that was like trying to say that her specter tore her coat. And then, of course, when they looked at the coat, there was a tear right where it was. So it's like, okay. <gasps> <laughs> she couldn't have done it on something else. It had to be the specter. Right. But unfortunately, since the court system was completely fucked, they were like, ooh, that's suspicious. <laughs> it's not even like just a little skew. And it's like, motherfucker, you're going down. Oh, I got something else for you, which I don't know if you know this, but it's fucking funny. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm here for it. So during her sentencing, a jury of women found a third nipple on Bishop, and they considered that to be witchcraft. (gasps) But then they looked again later, and it supposedly wasn't there. There is a thing that (laughs) there was like this devil's nipple or something like that, that they said that the devil would suckle at. Ew. Or send, like, his minions. And it's also, like, I would be convicted because I have a birthmark on my arm. So it'd be like, she's a witch. She's got the witch's mark. It was like a witch's, it was like a witch's nipple. Right. Which is really funny. And so she was found guilty and she was sentenced to get hanged. 
her last words were, you will keep silent, which is creepy as shit. And she, let's see what else. And then, like, if people were, you know, had asked if she was a witch, she would just be, this is a quote. Um, she would say, I am innocent to a witch. I know not what a witch is. I am clear. If I were any such person, you should know it. Girl has a point. So none of this saved her, of course. So she was the first person and first woman to be executed in this fucking nuts of an era on June 10th of 1692. And she was hanged from an oak mm. tree. And the town was said to have been relieved that shape of Bridget would trouble them no more. Interesting. Yes. So that is Miss Bridget. And if you're curious about her, I just got a little tidbit. I won't go too crazy. Just search her name on YouTube. There's some kind of cool stuff where a couple, I think this girl was a journalist, just kind of went to Salem and just did some more recon and research with like local actual witches now and stuff like that. And uh, there's some cool history mm-hmm. on her that isn't as well known. So it's pretty neat. So yeah, definitely check it out. I'll link that in the show notes for you. It's just a short like three minute video, but still cool. Nice. Yes, so I'll pass it back to you for our next two. So my first one is Sarah Good. And Sarah Good was born, and again, this is a rough estimate, so no one freak out if I'm super wrong. Because <laughs> there's actually two dates. It's either July 21st or Ju- July 11th, mm-hmm. 1653, in Wynham, Massachusetts Bay Colony. Or, and her name was Sarah Solart. And she was born to John and Elizabeth Solart. She was one of the first three women who were accused of witchcraft in the Salem witch trials. She was accused by Abigail Williams and Elizabeth Paris. And who uh, obviously, like, again, we're talking about Elizabeth, is Betty Paris, who essentially her dad was like the fucking spearhead of the shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, something seems like at one point in time, like, he was like, you know what, Betty? We got to stir some shit up in this town. Ugh. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you. So Elizabeth and Abigail said that they were bitten, pinched, and otherwise abused. So, like, they kept feeling like, things. And then they would have the fits where they would involuntarily convulse. Their eyes would roll in the back of their heads. Their mouths would hang open. Basically, they were acting like little shitlins. (laughs) And when Reverend Paris was like, who torments you? The girls were like, it was Tabita. I don't know how to say her name. We talked about this earlier. Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good. So Sarah was actually like, let's do a little history on her. So she was actually married twice. Her first husband was Daniel Poole and he died Mm -hmm. in 1682. I'm not quite sure when she married her next husband, which is William Good, but they were married until she obviously died. So essentially what happened is that the theory behind it is that Sarah Good was in a lower economic status because her first husband, Daniel, was in so much debt. Right. So I think what people were doing was like, this bitch owes people money. So essentially, like, she met and married William. And then then she is accused of being a witch on March 6th, 1692. And her fucking trial is March 25th, 1692. Wow. Yeah. And it said that her husband is one of her accusers. What? It said that William Good claimed he feared his wife was a witch due to her bad carriage to him. I think they meant marriage. I think I meant marriage to him. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. A typo. And I think, like, she wasn't, like, because I think when being remarried, even if, you know, he died... They're kind of like, uh, because they're very puritanical. Mm -hmm. Like, you're with someone forever. Yeah. So she's at trial. They were accusing her of rejecting the puritanical belief system and that she tormented the children and scorned them. And then when she was brought in, her accusers immediately began to rock back and forth and then start moaning and start having these like fits of whatever. Because, you know, they were, I don't know how much I can stress that I think these girls were just fucking with people. Like, I think these girls, like, this whole thing is just this, like, mass hysteria. Like, this is what happens when people don't have TV. People are going to be like, that's not it. They could have read books, but I don't think these girls knew how to read. And I think they pretty much only had the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever that, like, cotton man wrote. (laughs) Which would have been after this, so, you know. (laughs) Right, right. So they had to wait. So essentially, they like accuse her of um, like one of the accusers said that Sarah tried to get her with a knife and 
that mm. the knife had broken during the altercation. And it was all this kind of weird stuff. You know, although like every single person, except for Tibitha or whatever her name is, both Sarah's said, no, we are not witches. And then what's her face was like, oh, OK, I'm a servant of the devil. And they're they're with me, too. Um, <laughs> you're going down these with bitches. Me, bitches. <laughs> right. If I'm going down. You're going down. Because <laughs> at this time, I don't think they'd quite made it illegal to be a witch. I think this was during the time that they were passing that. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, she also said there was a tall man in black and that he was making them sign the book. Mm. Both Sarah's were like, nope, that's not us. And this is where like Elizabeth Hubbard, because it was also said that Elizabeth Hubbard accused Sarah Good of ordering her cat to attack her. Did they? I don't know if this is this or I'm confusing with something else. So did they act like this was like a familiar or something for her because she's a witch and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so they're like, the cat attacked me and it's great. But, like, it could have just been a very well-trained cat. You could have been a little shithead. Mm-hmm. They could have been, like, antagonizing it. You know, whatever. Right. I don't think these people understood, like, cause and effect. Right. So Sarah Good was the one that they accused of the yellow bird suckling on her finger. Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird thing. I don't get it still. So Good was allowed to have a chance to defend herself. And she was seen in front of 12 jurors. Essentially, she was like, I'm not a witch. People who are like, but you are a witch. We say you are. So that's what's going to happen. <laughs> right. And essentially on July 29th, 1862, she was sentenced to be hung mm-hmm. uh, with four other women. And while she was waiting to um, be executed, she was like, I'm fucking innocent. You know, like, nope. I'm innocent. And then she tried to go to this other, like, Reverend, Reverend Nichols Noes. I think that's how you say his name. And, like, say, like, I am not guilty. I am innocent. And he was like, fuck you. So, <laughs> like, essentially, he was like, you're guilty. Oh. Get away. Oh, no. And what she yelled at him was, I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take my life, God will give you blood to drink. Hot damn. Yeah, so she, like, straight up, 25 years later, a motherfucker choked on his own blood. So she might have been a witch. <laughs> she could have been. <laughs> she might have been a witch. Or she found one on the other side. Shit, like, for real. He got happen. some serious karma, too. Yeah, so here's the other really sad thing. So when mm-hmm. Sarah went was arrested, she was pregnant. Oh. And she gave birth in Ipswich, which was the jail. Mm-hmm. And her baby died. Oh, that's so sad. Mm. Her baby's name is Dorcas or Dorothy, whichever, you know. Dorcas? It's actually like a very common name. Like my mom had a cousin named Dorcas. Yes, I realized that means Wells penis. Okay. All right. I was just making sure I heard you right, to be honest with you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm wrong. So Dorothy or Dorcas was not. Dorothy was the one who went to jail with her, the one who went crazy. And then her daughter, Mercy, which makes sense why she would name her Mercy. Mm. Because she was trying to get yeah. mercy. In 1710, so flash forward a few years, William Good successfully sued the great and general court for health and mental damages done to both Sarah and Dorcas, and ultimately receiving 30 pound shillings, one of the largest sums granted to the families of the witchcraft victims. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it really is. Like, ugh. I know. So my second witch bitch is Susanna Martin, who was born Susanna North in 1621 in England. They don't know the date she was born. All they know is the date she was baptized. Okay. She was baptized September 30th, 1621. She was one of the 14 women who was executed for witchcraft in Salem. She was obviously English born because I said she was born in England. She was born in Alney, Buckinghamshire. Mm Mm-hmm. She, that's where she, also she was baptized. She is the fourth daughter and youngest child of Richard North and Joan North or Joan Bartram. But Joan died when she was a child. And I mean, I get why Susanna was charged with witchcraft. Her stepmother's name was Ursula. <laughs> that's funny. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's great. Right. And 1639, when she was 18, her family moved to Salisbury, Massachusetts on August 11th, 1646 in Salisbury. Susanna married a widower named George Martin, a blacksmith who she had eight children with, including a daughter who became the great, great, 
great, great grandmother of U.S. President Chester A. Arthur. Fancy. Okay. Right? So, you know, bitches and witches be in the White House. (laughs) In 1669, Susanna was actually charged with witchcraft by a man named William Sargent Jr. But George was like, I ain't fucking having this. So he sued him for two counts of slander and then one count of... of what was it let me read this right um accusing her of being a witch and the other count was accusing her son of being a bastard and the other one from being her imp so it's like Tyrion lannister's status right i was about to say that game of thrones (laughs) oh my god so it's already happened but game of thrones is coming out in like a week i don't watch it i know you don't watch it but (laughs) i need to because i feel like i know it's a show i would like but it's like I feel like every time I've tried to start watching this show, like, I'm so busy. I just don't have the time because there's so long of fucking episodes. But right. I will have to make time. I'm just really surprised <laughs> Matthew isn't like, oh, my God, Game of Thrones. See, that's the thing, too. Like, every time he's tried to start it, like, just work or whatever. We actually have the mm. books. I got him a nice, like, set of them. That's like, you know, the leather ones. Mm. But yeah. Fancy gift. Right. But yeah, he hasn't. We haven't got to watch it and we want to and it's just like since the last season's coming on we're like all right let's just go ahead and we'll slowly start it soon so that way by the time we're done we can just you know buy or whatever the final season <laughs> got it mm-hmm. time it out you should totally start watching and i support that and i'll st- I'll, I'll watch it with you <laughs> okay so we're talking about the imp which is what <laughs> so essentially martin ended up withdrawing that second one saying that his son was a bastard but the court upheld the accusation of witchcraft hmm. until a higher court was like nah that seems really stupid at least somebody said it right in 17 or 1671 the family again was in trouble with le- legal proceedings but this time it was that bitch ursula mm. So Ursula was like, Mm-mm, give me my money. Well, it was really like not so much her. It was her granddaughter, mm-hmm. Mary Joan Winsley. She wanted the inheritance from Ursula and uh, Susanna and George were fighting it. But essentially she lost. She tried to like fight it like six, five or six different times. And it all failed in that it all went to Mary Jones. So, so in 1686... George dies because I think he was probably a lot older than her because he was a widower. So Susanna is left impoverished and this happens. And then six years later as when she's accused of witchcraft again. Oh, wow. So she's like Bridget. She got got it more than once. Right. So um, she had it in 1669 and then again in 1692. Um, So she's like impoverished. She doesn't have anything. Essentially, people said that she was a witch and that she had attempted to recruit them into witchcraft. Hmm. She was accused by a couple of men who claimed that she had bewitched their oxen and drove them into the river where they drowned, which, in my opinion, just a really shitty oxen driver so get the fuck over it (laughs) stop blaming everything on Susanna and she was like older at this point like I mean she when she died she was 70 so it's in this year so she's 70 it's like really right you gotta pick on the old lady who desolate she was tried for the charges and during this process she provided all the accounts to basically be like false and she was quoting the bible freely and that was one of the things that they said that witches wouldn't be able to do because there's this actually one other woman they accused of being a witch but their whole thing the reason they said she was a witch is because she spoke gaelic and not english and so in court they were trying to get her to say the lord's prayer but because she spoke a different language she couldn't say it properly because it was like a language barrier so they but they were like she's a witch because she can't quote scripture but obviously Susanna could and i don't know but Cotton Mathers, this motherfucker pops up again, countered that in Susanna's defense by stating that, the, in fact, the devil's servant were capable of putting on a show of how perfectly innocent they were and that they were godlike. Honestly, I just think this Mathers dude was just a fucking dickhead. Like he and those girls, like I bet th- he and those girls were in it together. We don't like him. Mm-mm. So essentially, she was found guilty and she was hung on July 19th, 1692 with Sarah Good and Tibita and mm-hmm. I think one other person. It's just like it was weird. Like there was one thing when she was pleading not guilty that Cotton Mathers and 
they this was something that came up. So the magistrate asked Abigail Williams, do you know this woman? This is how it reads. The magistrate asked, do you know this woman? Abigail saith that Goody Martin, she hath hurt me often. Others by fits were hindered from speaking. Marcy Lewis pointed at her and fell into a little fit. Anne Putnam threw her glove in a fit at her. This is like the transcript. And then Susanna laughed because like, that's fucking funny. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, it makes me think of like those movies where the dudes take their gloves and they slap the other person. They're like, I challenge you to a duel. Trying to think. Where he like slaps him with the glove and then he takes off the coat of the armor and then slaps him with it, the hand piece. Mm. Oh, God. If Spixers, if you know, let me know because I can't think. I can like picture <laughs> it, but I can't picture who's doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, the magistrate, the magistrate goes on to say, what? Because Susanna just laughed. Yeah. What? What do you laugh at? And she's like, well, I may at such folly. The magistrate says, this is folly. The hurt of persons. Martin says, I never hurt men or women or child. And Marcy goes, she hath hurt me a great many times and she pulls me down. Martin laughed again. Oh, geez. And it says here, she also had an examination for an evidence of a witch tit, which is what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Or other things. And they couldn't find one. But of course, they were like, probably. It, this is what they said. It was noted. <laughs> probably. That, right? <laughs> it was noted that in the morning, her nipples were found to be so full of milk. They're so full that she would like lactate. And she's like 70. That's weird. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. And then they were like, but by afternoon, her breasts were sex as if the milk had already had been given to someone or something. So essentially what they were saying is that, like, she fed the devil with her bosom. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, people. It's called a push-up bra. Everyone calm the <laughs> fuck down. Right? They had corsets then, so, you know. She just, unlike she unlaced a bit, people. Right? She just let the tits out. She freed right. the tits. <laughs> freed the tits. Which Tara <laughs> often yells at me when I'm like, I just want to go home and take off my bra. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Men will never. Un- I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of like taking off a jock strap after the end of a day, but after a sporting event. But think about that as every single day. I was going to say, who the fuck wears a jock strap all day, every day? <laughs> Football players. Professional. All day, all day, every day. Like even when they're not at practice. Yes. They okay. Shit. Uh, lockdown. Mm. they should because all those like crazy baby mamas out there who are like i got me a football player (laughs) okay (laughs) if we're offending you right now sorry (laughs) i'm a little drunk it's fine (laughs) i've been drinking a while no just kidding no but just as a tangent i remember like a while ago on snapchat this girl put a snapchat story out and it was basically how she found this like college football player that was being drafted and basically like poked holes in the condom and had sex with him and she's like gotta get my nfl money and then he didn't get drafted (laughs) it was so good wow but she also didn't get pregnant jesus it didn't work because she later posted that it didn't work oh my god I'm like, also, you're posting on Snapchat. Like, you're not going to get shit because now people have evidence. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, she was hung Mm -hmm. with people. And she was hung at that, like, famous tree. The oak tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, here's the weird thing. They didn't actually know the location of this place until 2016. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Hmm. So, yeah. Those are my two people. All right. Well, I have two more. Technically, the last one is two together. So I guess kind of three, but mainly two. Okay. People here for us. Okay. So the next convicted witch I have, her name was Martha Carrier. Martha was born between 1643 and 1650. Really big range there, I guess. They don't have anything. They didn't have like a baptism, any kind of documentation, I'm guessing. Which makes a lot of sense. Right. So she was born between that time period as Martha Allen, and she was actually one of the daughters of the original founders of Andover in Massachusetts. Hmm. Yes. So higher status situation for her. Got it. Now in 1674, she married below her status to a young 
Welsh servant who was also the father of her illegitimate child, Thomas Carrier. So they had the kid before they got married. Whoops. That's not how that works in this society, people. Nope. So I'm going to, I don't know, I'm assuming after they got married, after having their son, they moved away for a few years Mm -hmm. and they continued to have more kids, of course. They ended up with three sons and two daughters, so they had five kids total. Now, sadly, um, around 1690, two of their kids died from smallpox. Oh, no. I know. And then that same year, later, like later on towards the end of the year, uh, her father actually died as well. Hmm. And so this caused them to go ahead and move back to Andover to live with her mother, because I'm assuming she probably needed help and, you know. Which makes sense. She's probably older. Right. And within two months of them returning, nine people had died from smallpox. <gasps> that sucks. And the victims, it was like people she was related to, too. So two of Martha's brothers, her sister-in-law, and a nephew. All died. And they were all living in Martha's mother's house when they showed back up. God, they did it. So all these people died and, you know, like a good chunk of them were her like family members, you know. So what kind of got people going on Martha was the fact that her husband and her kids that had smallpox didn't die. Like, they thought she had some kind of, like, special powers and, you know, could control who died from smallpox. She just killed her sibling, but it's fine. Yeah. She killed siblings and in-laws and all that. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, everyone in the town wanted to blame her for the total of 13 deaths in the town that was from smallpox. And it's actually even noted in their public records that they received, like, a warning to move on, like, to try to get them to fucking leave, but they didn't. See, they should have moved. Right, exactly. So after the deaths of her two brothers, Martha was the one to take charge of her father's estate. And that caused more problems with, like, her neighbors and all this crap. And then they were just being shitty towards Martha and her husband. So basically, Martha sounds like she's a little bit of a hothead. She threatened vengeance upon whoever she believed was cheating her or her husband. So whoever's doing them wrong. I think this is where you went wrong, Martha. (laughs) Yeah, that may not have helped. So, you know, she was very outspoken. She apparently remarkable strength of mind. So she was smart. Uh, She had a keen sense of justice. And they described her as having a sharp tongue so she was sassy so you know that ain't gonna help you so she liked me essentially exactly so really she you know took it upon herself to take care of the house like she didn't really care about any of the outside affairs and anything she was just like i'm here to take care of my home that's my job that's it got it and apparently there was witnesses who said that they uh the vengeance she was threatening on people um was like she was gonna hurt them poison them kill them whatever kind of thing so it's like okay (laughs) but you know so her reputation as a witch started and of course guess who came looking for her cotton honey niggin mugger whatever is it called his little minions yes ah the salem girls so savannah mary elizabeth Anne, and all of those bitches of course those got nothing else to do but you know, gyrate on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. And they were extra, extra during her trial because they were like acting like all crazy and screaming. And then they're like, we can see the ghosts of the 13 victims. She's conjuring them. Da, 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 da. You know, all that bullshit. Why would she spend all this time to kill them and then bring them back as ghosts? Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. Exactly. Like Poking holes in your logic, Salem bitches. Mm hmm. And so a warrant was signed for Martha's arrest on May 28th of 1692. And she was actually the first person in Andover to be charged with witchcraft. So she was taken to jail and then placed in chains. And they said that they did this to keep her spirit from roaming. I don't know if they know this, but like, obviously, if she's over there and her spirit is somewhere else, I don't think chains stop it. Like, I don't think that's how it works. No, I don't think so either. So then on August 2nd of 1692, a special court was held in Salem to discuss with, like, the trials of, like, six accused witches, which included her. And that's when the witnesses were brought in and all the evidence, quote unquote, and all that crap. And then basically, like, they were like, oh, all this evidence is just 
mind-blowing. You are a fucking witch, bitch. And no. She pled not guilty, of course. And they kept on with their bullshit. Mm-hmm. So on August 19th of 1692, Martha was taken in the back of a cart to Gallows Hill in Salem. The crowds were all along the streets and all all that shit to watch us go down. Because obviously at this point we've, you know, established this is their entertainment. And she was just so strong-willed. She was just like, I'm not a fucking witch. Go fuck yourself. And yes, her little yes. quote that I had here was just, I would rather die than confess a falsehood so filthy. And she like shouted it. So she's, you know, being her true self to the end. So it's good for her. Right. And then sadly... <laughs> There's a little oopsie. So fast forward to 1711. Mm-hmm. Her family actually received a settlement, basically, oh. from the Massachusetts government. Like William Good. Uh-huh. And they got seven pounds and six shillings. And they sent an apology to Thomas Carrier for the hanging of his wife and reversed the conviction. And the Salem documents, they reveal that her crimes weren't witchcraft, but of an independence of mind and an unsubmissive character. So all you girls in the Me Too movement, be so glad it's happening in 2018-19 and not in 1692 because you'd be a fucking witch. Yep, you would have been murdered. Because that's what this is. This is just like people killing people for pure Mm -hmm. sport. Exactly, because they don't fit in their little box. So they decide they're a witch and they're going to kill you because they don't like the things you're doing. This is like the Hunger Games, but like for one year and only witches. Ridiculous. But just to say, I would so be picked up as a witch. (laughs) I think... A lot of our spooksters, including ourselves, would be. <laughs> would not do well in this environment. I'd be like, oh, nope. God, no. Nope. Nope. We'd be we'd be dead. We'd be fucked. Yeah. So this is going to circle us back to our my last person slash couple. And Jessica briefly mentioned them. She didn't give any names. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to tell you about Martha Corey and then a little bit about her husband, Giles Corey. Oh, I think I called him Giles. Oh, Giles. I don't know which way is the right way to say that. I think that. the way you said it was <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Everyone just okay. retroactively drink for my, like, four times I said his name wrong. Yep. Just take four swigs or four shots. Mm-hmm. However hardcore you are, do it. Mm. Got your coffee? Drink that. All right. So, Martha. Okay. So, for her, there isn't a ton on her past. Same thing with these other women. Uh, Her estimated date of birth is in between 1618 to 1620. And it is said she did have an illegitimate child named Benoni. People believed his father was of Native American descent, but there isn't much research on that really. So got it. That's really all I got on that. After that, she was married to a man named Henry Rich, who did die around 1684. They were said to have at least one son together, but when everything else I read, he wasn't mentioned again. Oh, no. So I don't know what happened. But her first son, she did get married a third time, and that's when she married Giles in 1690 on April 27th. And her first son and herself, you know, lived with him, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Martha and Giles were both members of the church by 1961, and she had, like, the total opposite of these other people, to be honest with you, with her reputation. She went to church regularly, all of that good stuff, but they did kind of bicker, and people knew they did that, so, you know. Can't bicker. No. So, honestly, like, most of the people in the community was surprised to see her accused as a witch because of, like, you know, being, like, a good church woman and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. she never showed any support for the witch trials she didn't think witches or warlocks were real yes and she would publicly say that like she had no problem saying that this is bullshit and she was pretty outspoken about that good for her Yes. And this next part, I'm like, yes, bitch. She was extremely outspoken with the fact that she thought that Anne and Mercy were full of shit. Oh, so you can't do that. Mm -mm. So guess who accused her of witchcraft? Of course. Yep. Which is something like I'm sitting here thinking, like, how did people not go, wait a second? Mm -hmm. She just basically said you're full of shit. And you're like, she's a witch. She's Uh a witch. Uh Uh-huh. And Martha was kind of like, not really aware, like the level of like paranoia in this village when she went to trial she kind of didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal and she was just like i'm just gonna tell the truth and she thought she would be exonerated she's like Mm -hmm. it's all good i'm not a fucking witch so fuck you guys (laughs) never never trust 
No, she she did ask the judge to not believe like the rant. Don't believe the rantings of hysterical children. And then they continued to make similar claims during the whole fucking thing. So it was just like it made it easy for these dumb bitches to formulate a story about her. And then when they were in court, they began to like mimic her movements as if like she was like puppeting them or like controlling them or some shit. So they were like doing whatever the fuck she was doing and be like, she's making us scratch our nose. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Whatever, you know. And this was the same thing too. They pulled this again. They're like, there's a man. He's whispering in right. her ear. And it's just like, okay. I have a feeling this is leading up to something else. Yes. And then the, the yellow bird. Damn, what the fuck is with the yellow bird? And they said she had the yellow bird on her hand as well. And apparently that was enough evidence for the court. Which is so weird because it's not like they can, anyone else no. can see the damn yellow bird. No. So apparently it was, though, because she was found guilty, of course. And like you talked about earlier, the fucking Putnam or however the fuck you say their names. Like this just even. The Putnam. Yeah. This just showed more that you fuck with them. They're going to say you're a witch and kill you. They don't care. Right. They're fucking ruthless. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's even worse. Okay. So Martha was hung on September 22nd of 1692. So she was 72 years old. Mm-hmm. She old bitch. She was mm-hmm. old as shit. It's so fucking stupid. After her trial and all that crap, her husband, actually, who was a good husband and defended her the whole fucking time being like, fuck you guys. She's not a goddamn witch. Mm-hmm. That turned into him being accused of witchcraft, too. Of course. Uh-huh. And he didn't want to go to trial. He refused. And, you know, he wanted to refuse because he didn't want his estate taken from who his heirs, you know, his kids or whatever. That makes sense. Because, you know, these fuckheads did that. And he was actually not hanged. He was crushed under a pile of stones three days before his wife was hanged. Yes, so he actually died first. He died on September 19th of 1692. It's so fucked up that this whole system is like basically like these young girls were acting up like little Mm -hmm. fucktards. And then these other people who were in charge and should have been like, okay, this is getting out of hand. We're like, no, wait a second. Mm -hmm. This is profitable for us. So if we keep our mouths shut, we can actually grow in land, grow in assets, money, all that shit. Exactly. Fucking just ridiculous so yeah the couple both died in that september i know i said it earlier but she like i said three days later so september 22nd 1692 is when she died so yeah which is just it's sad and disgusting but on a lighter note if you're a fan of drunk history there's actually a short little tidbit in one of their episodes about this and honestly it's fucking hilarious and the dude telling it's like super drunk and he's got like the hiccups so like the actors are doing the hiccups while they're talking and it's so funny <laughs> i love it i love drunk history. right <laughs> so good i know So yeah, that was my other two slash three people who got convicted of witchcraft for the Salem witch trials. So that's really all I had. And I think we can definitely conclude that these people were fucking assholes. Those bitches were bitches and it was all fucking horseshit. Totally. It's such a weird thing because like I had no real idea of what it was. And like I had my idea Mm -hmm. of what I thought it was. Right. But I could have totally been wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the movies, like the fictional movies, they're totally different than the actual history of all of this. Right. I know for me, like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know, like, at all. So I learned a lot when researching on all this. It was interesting. Well, because you think about it, there's a lot about Salem in movies. Also, like, in American Horror Story. Right. They talk about the Salem witch trials and how they were mm-hmm. how they were burning women at the stake. And again, that's wrong. And I don't think that's I don't think that's bad of our culture to think of that. It's actually kind of a like it didn't happen that way. So now mm-hmm. I can kind of feel a little different about it being portrayed in the media. I think the kind of really, truly fucked up um, thing is, is that essentially these town leaders were allowed to get away with whatever they wanted because of the fear people had about being not true to like the Mm -hmm. bible essentially right a little fucked up a little fucked up yes Mm -hmm. okay spooksters that wraps it up for us today on the salem witch trial i'm sure we'll come back and talk about some of these other fine girls and ladies who were accused of the shenanigans of this stupid society Mm -hmm. that was 
taking a part in the late 17th century. Mm-hmm. Silly people. <laughs> but before we leave today, I just want to remind you that if you want to be a patron, uh, because their episode actually goes up tomorrow. Yes. So you still have time. Little as a dollar. You get in. You can be a part of it. Uh, our goal is 20. We're almost there. You should definitely join because we're going to have a specific Facebook content. Like there's going to be a whole separate group just for patrons. So you're going to have a like a smaller I don't say a smaller access, that's big, larger access, but like you're going to have more content that's just for you guys. Um, some more opportunities like we talked about in the past, like yep. patron only movie nights, patron only like live Q and A's with us. So just like really fun things. And then each level has their own stuff that you can see. Um, obviously, the more you go up, the more stuff we give you. Yes. And all the extra episodes and all that. Yeah. And then the the five and up or the five dollar ones. This is new. Uh, they will be getting blooper reels that we have. We have, we have a, a hilarious. We have a hilarious one from our promo that we've been uh, <clears throat> sending to other shows. <laughs> so definitely check it out. Yeah. So fun stuff. And as always, we don't tell you what the patron episodes are because, well, that's just for patrons. Mm-hmm. And before you go ahead and click out of our episode this week, make sure to stick around and listen to this week's promo. It comes from the podcast called Let's Talk yeah. OC. So we will see you. I know. I'm weird. It happens. <laughs> but do make sure you stick around to hear it. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week. Or if you're a patron, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Newport Beach, The Pool House, Captain Oates, Chino, Ew, I'm Michelle, I'm Liz, and I'm Ingrid, and we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us.